Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to Let's Heal Together, a podcast where I'm honestly just showing up in the moments that feel right to me, hopping on my small little cute microphone that's sitting on top of a candle and sharing what I feel called to share, sharing something that I'm applying to my own life, something that I've learned on my healing journey to hopefully help somebody out there. So the topic of today's episode is emotions. And emotions are such a big part of my healing journey because for so many years of my life, I lived disconnected from my emotions. I was on a spaceship, as the holistic psychologist would like to call it. I didn't know what sensations I felt in my body. I really don't have any memory of feeling any like pain emotion-wise, other than, like, physical pain from, like, exercising or cutting myself. Hi, this is Kate editing version, Kate listening version. I actually don't edit these. Anyways, I just want to say that when I refer to cutting, I just want to make a clear distinction that I'm talking about, like, a paper cut or from some form of, like, injury not in the lines of self-harm. Okay, just wanted to clarify that. Love you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. To start the episode, I wanted to do a book poll, so... For those who don't know, a book poll, my, like, experience, my interpretation of a book poll is picking any book I want. I have a lot of, like, poetry books, a lot of spiritual books that are full of just little tidbits of information, and I kind of set the intention that I want to open to a page in the book that is something that I need to hear in this moment. So before I hit record on this episode, I have this book. It's called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I took the cover off of the book because I don't know about you guys, but for some reason, whenever I'm reading a book and there's a cover on it, I just always take it off because it bothers me. Yes, it is called Atlas of the Heart, and it's a book full of the definition of certain emotions, and I believe that Brene Brown has done her own research on emotions she ties in past research on emotions and really just explains different emotions where they stem from how we can move through them what they mean all that stuff so I'm gonna read the quote that I opened to for today and the emotion that is talked about on this page is compassion so the quote goes by or (laughs) the quote is Compassion is fueled by understanding and accepting that we're all made of strength and struggle. No one is immune to pain or suffering. Compassion is not a practice of better than or I can fix you. It's a practice based in the beauty and pain of shared humanity. Literal snaps for that. I mean, if that is not my intention of this podcast, then I don't really know what is. Something that I've really learned on my healing journey is that we are all going through our own pain, our own suffering, our own feelings. No one will get out of this human experience without feeling some sort of hardship. And I really believe that we go through these hardships to bring us closer to ourselves and that they really do serve a purpose, even though in the moment you might be like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Like, why is this happening to me? At least in my experience, every hard thing that I've gone through has even led me to this moment. So 
I love that acknowledgement in this quote of just the beauty of the pain of shared humanity and just that we are not alone in our struggles and our ego mind will constantly try to come in and put people on pedestals and say that they're better than me but in reality literally every single person is trying their best and whenever I remind myself of this I'm just overcome with such a deep sense of like love and compassion for people and I just want to love them because I'm so proud of them and they're just doing their best so if no one has told you recently I am so freaking proud of you for even listening to this podcast to get curious about emotions for even something as simple as brushing your hair today or brushing your teeth or making your bed it's literally those little things I feel like that we got to celebrate we got to celebrate those little wins because we are the only people who know if it's a little win or not like today I'll share a little win today so today for lunch I had myself a nice little burrito bowl and I'm gonna be completely honest like stomach is hurting right now (laughs) and you know like I have thoughts of like judging myself about like eating it whatever but I like those don't even ring true in my ears anymore because I'm like no in that moment I wanted that comforting burrito bowl and it was amazing when I was eating it and did it hurt my belly sure am I gonna get it tomorrow probably not but that's okay because I I just really wanted to celebrate that that was a win for me choosing the burrito bowl and not choosing something that I have always gotten in the past so but no one else is gonna know that well now y'all do so now y'all know my win for the day but like you know my roommate isn't gonna know that how how is she gonna know that only I know that because only I know like my relationship with food and stuff like that well now you all do which is kind of cool and scary but cool because yeah so yeah I guess I just want to share a little bit about what emotions are and kind of how as children like we feel everything so 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 organically and if we have a really big feeling as a child and it wasn't met in a way where we were soothed or we were comforted or we were shown oh okay so like you're feeling a lot right now like let's take a few deep breaths and really just like joined and you didn't have someone to like sit with you in that feeling which like I know is maybe not a super common experience so if you didn't have that experience then how are you going to know what to do with your feelings and so when they come up our mind will come in and try to protect us and the mind loves to get rid of feelings the mind loves to get rid of the pain that we're feeling understandable we love the mind the mind is just trying to protect us we don't want to shoo her away and I really also believe side note that when I become friends with the voice inside my head it's just a lot better than like being judgmental towards it and being like why are you there blah blah blah. anyways back to what I was saying the mind will come in and try to take us away from the feeling one because it's uncomfortable and the mind doesn't want us to be uncomfortable and two we genuinely might not know what to do with the feeling and so our survival instincts come in and is like oh feeling bad let's numb with alcohol food drugs sex porn gambling money anything that is going to take us away from the feeling 
when actually when we're when we take ourselves away from the feeling we're kind of taking ourselves away from ourselves because those feelings are coming up organically as our true self and so if we aren't able to be with the feeling then we're kind of dismissing ourselves and there's literally no judgment like at all whatever I'm saying it's because every single person is doing the best that they can with the tools that they have my intention in sharing this is to just bring awareness with love and there's no like no judgment like nothing I'm really trying to steer away from things being good or bad in my healing journey I think there are just things that you know serve us or don't serve us and for so many years of my life it served me to dissociate and not feel my feelings and then I reached a certain point and I was like this is no longer serving me so I'm going to choose something else and there's no literally no judgment to that version of myself who dissociated who numbed because she was literally doing the very best that she could with what she knew so I guess this can lead me beautifully into emotions and they are really just energy in motion so I'm a psych major and I feel like I've heard so many different theories that like our mind like our thoughts affect our feelings and our feelings affect our behavior and that feelings first originate in the mind or they first originate in the body I'm not here to tell you like this is the way all I know for true is that emotions are energy in motion and when they come up they want to be released they want to be felt because once we feel them we can release it feel it to heal it baby and that is something that I know to be true because any time that I have felt like a wave of intensity of energy of emotions, if I move through it, I feel a lot better after. So, Kate, how can I move through my emotions? It does not need to look like having a two-hour like cry fest or like seeing a therapist like every day. While those things are so great and can serve a purpose, well, maybe not seeing a therapist every day. Well, maybe it does. I don't know. If that's where you are in your healing journey, like, that's so beautiful, too, and I wish you the best. But something that I've really been trying to implement is small, practical tools that I can do in, like, the school bathroom. And so, throughout the day, it is pretty normal and expected to feel things. You know, certain people might say something and that might hit a wound in your heart and someone... I don't even know someone might tell you something about like a rumor about you and then it takes you back to your childhood when there was a rumor about you in third grade that you I have no idea what a rumor in third grade would be but basically it's pretty normal and expected that we will go through life and feel things I mean it's totally normal and feeling is so beautiful I feel like growing up I was so sensitive and like I was like taught or even like society or I don't know I just have this belief that like sensitivity is like too much and I'm too sensitive when now I know sensitivity is a superpower and when sensitivity is met with emotion regulation and safety those are our creative people those are our artists those are our songwriters those are the people in our light in this world who are able to turn their feelings into something to serve other people so um if you are going through your day and you feel the feeling I first want you to see where you feel it in your body so for me I get a lot of tension in my chest that is where I hold a lot of stress 
when I feel a feeling, my chest immediately tightens up. And so something that I encourage you to do is to just really notice that. Welcome it. Say hi to it. I love the visual of seeing our body as a house and our emotions are just visitors. And sometimes I like to imagine like, okay, say my body was a home and I close my eyes and I like imagine myself opening the door and there's like the little emotion you could create like a little, I don't know, like a fur ball or something. And there is happiness and I'm just going to welcome, welcome in happiness to my house. And then there's sadness and I'm going to welcome in sadness and maybe I'll sit with sadness on the couch and, you know, ask sadness what what it's feeling and really just give it some airtime. I love Kayla, my dear friend who has an amazing podcast, Skinny Dipping. Go check it out. She's phenomenal. Um, she really has like opened me up to airtime and just airing out our thoughts, our feelings, and then they become less consuming. So sometimes like when we're feeling a lot or thinking a lot, at least for me, I my first response is to just shut down and keep that in. But that just makes it so much heavier and so much harder. And so something I've been trying to do recently is just give it airtime. This can literally look like voice recording for yourself. This can look like journaling. This can look like speaking out loud in your room. I talk out loud to myself like a decent amount. So whatever works for you to just get what you're thinking out like when you speak energy is released and so just by speaking what you're feeling you are releasing it that's why talk therapy can be super helpful like in addition to like the somatic work of feeling the feelings literally just talking is a release so even as I'm talking on this microphone right now like I am releasing energy so that's kind of cool so when the feeling comes up I like to first just welcome it, acknowledge it. Something that I do sometimes is, yeah, I really just like take a step back and I'm like, hi, sadness. Like, I see you. I love you. I don't even need to understand where you came from, but I'm going to be with you. And sometimes when we just go towards what we're feeling, the feeling can actually like diminish and lighten. And I think it's really just when we avoid and pretend it's not there that it just gets worse. Like, what's the quote? It's like, you can't suppress it or something. I don't know. If it comes to me, I'll share it. But yeah, I sometimes even just naming it or putting your hand on your chest or putting your hand on whatever part of your body is experiencing the sensation. Maybe you have a headache and you just put your hand on your head. And sometimes I also imagine just like a white light of love just pouring out of my hand onto that part of my body that's feeling tense that is just feeling a lot and that really helps me um yeah so those things welcoming the feeling acknowledging it speaking to it seeing it like a visitor in your home and yeah just giving it airtime and that really helps the initial like dispute and dispel of the energy or the emotion and then some other things I like to do when it's the big emotions it's like the deep childhood pain it's the deep heartbreak it's the deep feeling of what's going on in the world it's like those really deep 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 big 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 heavy emotions cry I freaking love a cry like crying is such a beautiful thing it actually sends our nervous system back into the parasympathetic state like crying is our body's response at trying to get us back to homeostasis to back to balance so please do not restrict the cry I mean obviously if you're like in class you're not going to sit there and cry but 
you know, just note to self, like, okay, I have some motion. Like, when I get home that night, I'm going to see if that energy is still there and I'm going to cry it out there. So crying, love it. Love crying. Also with crying, I sometimes try to imagine, like, my younger self in front of me. And a visual that I did a lot last year was I would, like, kneel down on the floor and when I first started my healing journey, like, I, I mean, also, if you know me, like, my home screen is my inner child, like, I'm obsessed with having pictures of her, because every time I look at it, I'm just reminded who I'm doing this for, and I'm just reminded to not leave her, and just to, like, affirm her and give her love, because she is looking up to me now to take care of her, so when a visual that I would use a lot in my mind that helped me a lot last year was I imagined myself kneeling down on the ground and visualizing whatever picture I had recently of my inner child around what age I initially felt called to like trust the age that you feel called to give love to your younger self to because that is probably the age that she needs she he they need the most love in at that time so I imagined myself kneeling down on the ground and little me just running into my arms and just giving her a big big hug and sometimes when I'm crying I imagine that it's really little me crying and so I'll give myself a hug I'll wrap myself up in a blanket wrapping herself up in a blanket is shown to reduce anxiety by the way so yeah I try to do those little things when I'm crying and really just like support myself like lay in my bed give myself a stuffed animal just really comfort myself because I feel like it's not always present 21 year old college student Kate that is so upset it's um some former version of myself high school me some version of my past self that is feeling this type of way and I really just try to love her and understand where she's coming from and what she might need and then I think the important part at least what I've been like trying to balance with those big 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 happy feelings and with those parts of ourselves that like are surfacing these feelings is like totally giving them so like the space that they need the time that they need to feel it and then asking them like what they need to feel better and to move forward you know I don't want to like skip over the feeling part and just be like let's go get ice cream like you're feeling sad um because I feel like there's so much beauty in the actual feeling part of what what we're feeling oh my gosh how many times am I gonna say feeling literally take a shot every time I take I say the word feeling no don't we'll do whatever you want but um something that I've I've definitely experienced at least last year in my life I'm not sure if it was because of my hormonal birth control or something else going on in my life but I can easily get stuck in wallowing in building myself a pity party and really just succumbing to the feeling and forgetting that I actually have choice and that I actually have power over how I feel so that's also like something really cool like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how our minds are so powerful and we can actually like choose the day we want to have choose how we want to show up in the world and he encourages us to close our eyes before before we wake up in the morning and visualize how we want our day to go because once we have those thoughts and our body feels it to be true it already is true and that's the same thing with manifestation like when you're if you're manifesting money if you're manifesting a partner like you really want to feel into it as if it's already here so that by the time it comes you're like okay cool like 
I feel like it's been here all along. Like, I did this in my first relationship. Like, I wouldn't say I entirely manifested it, but maybe. I don't know. I just remember feeling like I was in love. And then when I met my partner, I was like, cool. Like, nothing feels different. Like, I have been, like, practicing self-love, but also just really feeling into what it would feel like if I had that partner in my life and so then when they arrived I was like cool here you are but it's already felt like you've been here the whole time so yeah that's kind of cool but back to what I was saying about like making sure and kind of like being the inner mother I've oh my god I've been like tapping into that so much even with this podcast and just like being that validation that source of love for myself with the podcast and kind of just giving myself permission to show up and do what feels good because I know that that is like what my inner mother what my higher self would want me to do and she just has unconditional love for me and so sometimes like loving ourselves can look like telling ourselves to cut the shit and be like nope we're not doing that anymore like I'm going to hold your hand and sometimes I literally do this. I like visualize myself holding my little self's hand or my high school self's hand or any past version of myself who's really upset and like just wants to be like pout and be like, no, you don't get it. Like, and I'm like, and I literally like in my mind, I like talk to them and I'm like, no, I get it. Like, I see that you're feeling upset and follow me. Like, we're going to go towards something that's going to make us feel good. Whether this be, I'm going to cook you a really nutritious meal or I'm going to, get on my yoga mat and stretch or I'm gonna have a dance party or I'm gonna go call a friend or I'm gonna go up to my friend's room and tell them what's going on because I know that they can support me some form of way that helps us move towards the life that we want move towards alignment move towards the things that we know make us feel good has been really helpful for me because like I said last year I feel like I was really stuck and you know that stuckness definitely served a purpose and I really think the purpose was that nobody is coming to save me I am gonna have to save myself and I think it's such a deep longing that so many of us share that we want someone to come save us and we want that romantic partner to give us the love that we so desperately want and so much deserve first of all and um we really are the ones responsible for our own healing and nobody is coming to save us and that is honestly is such a big lesson that I learned in Hawaii because I went to Hawaii I know this is a tangent (laughs) sorry no I'm not sorry this is just how my brain works like I will start talking about something and then an idea will pop up in my mind and I'm like I'm just gonna go with it so we're just gonna go with it um and I'll come back to what I was saying about like tips and tricks so note to self but like I said last year was really hard for me and I think a part of me honestly went to Hawaii because a I couldn't do anything else I was so overwhelmed so dysregulated just so so crazy and yeah I went to Hawaii to honestly like I kind of thought that going to Hawaii would fix me and make me feel better and it actually didn't it elevated things it brought up things like my eating disorder patterns it brought up a pattern of mine is that when I'm feeling overwhelmed I isolate and I don't socialize I just like to stay in my room and that definitely served a purpose and you know 
I am more of an introvert extrovert and I do need alone time to recharge and I also know that it is a protective mechanism for me to retreat when I'm feeling a lot because it doesn't feel safe for me to go out there and be like in my feeling self and that's actually something that I've been like tapping into with this podcast well this podcast has helped me show up as my true self even at school and it's just a lesson that I've been trying to tap into recently is just showing up as my authentic self and I don't have to be alone to be myself is what I'm trying to say and so that's a pattern of mine and that came up a lot in Hawaii where man oh man the energy of that island like my feet were pulsing since the day I arrived (laughs) crazy crazy shit and I was feeling a lot, a lot, a lot, and I was also tired. It was just a lot. So beautiful. Like, this is not discounting all the amazing memories I have. I just, it was definitely a lot for me, if I'm being completely honest, and I would retreat a lot, and so I don't remember what I was saying, but basically that is a pattern of mine to retreat, and so, like, that pattern came up a lot, too, and that's still a pattern that, like, is present with me today on November 29th, like, it is still something I'm working through, but there was a moment I remember in Hawaii where I was basically, like, okay, how much longer am I willing to feel this way because no one is coming to save me, and then it really was from that moment on that I took little steps to do the things that make me feel better, so long way of saying that when we're in big feelings, First, obviously give ourselves the space to feel, to heal, to validate our feelings, to give love to the part of us that is so upset, to let that part of us know that we hear them, we see them, we love them so much, and that we're going to be with them through this feeling. And then whenever you feel called to, maybe it's like a day later or two days later after you've let yourself feel sad. Like sometimes we need a full day to just like sit in bed and like feel sad and sorry for ourselves. And then we're like, okay, I'm done. Um, and that's okay. Like I, there's no manuscript for feelings and there's no, this is how you have to feel your feelings. It really, I'm just sharing what has worked and helped me with my feelings and maybe it'll help you too. And maybe not. And that's great too. And maybe you'll have a different strategy that works and share that with me. I would love to learn about it and try it out. So two other things that I've been doing for my big feelings, um, well also big feelings, Do not be afraid to scream into a pillow, hit your bed, hit a pillow, stomp the floor, stomp the earth. Something I also like to do is just put my bare feet on the earth and imagine like all the energy pouring out of my feet back into the earth and like my roots growing out of my feet down to the center of the earth and like the earth's love coming back into me and all the things that are no longer serving me. Ah, it's 444. The things that are no longer serving me just pouring back out of me. So I like to imagine that as well. So yeah, don't be afraid to like get in the body and shake and dance. Oh, I love to dance to release stuff. That is so amazing. Like putting on your sad music or putting on no con or putting on angry music, all that stuff. I also do think, yeah, like movement going for a walk outside um, is really helpful for me. Like movement really helps me discharge a lot of energy because I feel a lot of energy like a lot of the time. And Also, something I've been trying to do is EFT tapping. So EFT tapping is tapping on the meridian points of our body to release stuck past emotions, beliefs. So I feel like the best way for me to explain this, obviously because I'm not doing a video with this, is to just like Google. I've been loving, excuse me, I've been loving Brad Yates 
Y-A-T-E-S, and his first name's Brad. On YouTube, he has tapping videos for anything and everything that you could want to work on. Self-love, confidence, safety, money, being seen, relationships, sexuality. I'm sure he has something on that. Like, anything you want to, like, move through, EFT Tapping can help you a lot with that. Honestly, EFT Tapping helped me, like, start this podcast. It helped me, like, move through the stuckness that I feel like I had been carrying since last year. So EFT Tapping is something that I even will do, like, in the bathroom at school. I'll, like, tap my collarbone and be like, it is safe to be in my body. I am acknowledging this feeling and I am releasing it. I'm going to breathe into it. And then I can, like, give myself some affirmations. So... If you guys want to do it with me wherever you are, we can do a little quick tap together. So we can tap in between our eyebrows and we can tell ourselves that we are taking full responsibility for our own well-being. And so in each video, after the person, in this case me, says something, then you repeat it out loud. So I am taking full responsibility for my well-being. And then you tap your temple point. And right now I'm tapping only with one hand. So I'm tapping with my right hand on my right temple. And I'm going to say, I choose to love and accept myself exactly as I am. And then I'm going to tap under the eye. There is nothing that I need to do in this moment to prove my worth. And then I'm going to tap right above the upper lip. I am enough exactly as I am in this moment. And then I'm going to tap my chin. I am deserving of my own love. And then I'll tap the collarbone. I am a gift to this world. Okay, that was like a little semi, hopefully that was like okay to follow. Um, If not, like if you look up a visual of the EFT tapping points and that was confusing, that'll definitely come up easily for you and yeah so that's something I've been doing like easy on the go literally just like tap the side of my hand tap my collarbone tap my head just kind of like release not even release but kind of just like circulate and move through what I'm feeling number two or I don't even know number breathing the quality of our breath has so many effects on our nervous system it's crazy I'm sure you felt it because I know I have felt it. When I am stressed, I breathe so shallow. I don't breathe deep belly breaths. And the shallower I breathe, the more stressed I get and the more tension I feel in my body. And so there are a few techniques that I love. Uh, But honestly, like in my day to day, when I'm stressed, I really just take a deep breath and I imagine my breath going to the part of my body that is feeling the feeling or feeling the tension. So like I said earlier, I feel a lot of feelings in my chest, and so I will just imagine, like, my chest really expanding and feeling with filling up with love, light, whatever the feeling needs to dispel, but two other things, two types of breathing that I love are also to help calm the body is box breathing. So box breathing is when you breathe in for a count of four. So you breathe in one, two, three, four. You hold your breath for four counts. You exhale for four and then you hold for four. So if you imagine like a box, the inhale is the line up, 
the hold is the line across, the exhale is the line down, and then the last hold is the final line across. That really helps bring your body, like I said, back into the parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest state, which is where our muscles restore, our brain like moves things into memory. It really is essential to our overall well-being. Stress is decreased, cortisol lowers, all the good things. Um, I mean, stress is a certain level of stress is healthy, but at least what I experience is at least also during school is like my cortisol, I my stress can be super super high. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I gotta go to, I gotta, I gotta, and I saw something and it was like the quality or like the pace of our thoughts give information into the quality of our nervous system, and so I just you know, everything I share is kind of just like more information. It's not like judging ourselves like, oh my God, like my thoughts are racing, like I'm stressed, like that's bad. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. Like Kate shared this cool piece of information that like the quality of my thoughts are information for me. Like how cool is that? Like reframe, please. Another Kayla taking from her, like let's reframe that. Not from judgment, away from judgment and more towards curiosity and appreciation that now we know this and now we can know this about ourselves and because we know this about because we know this about ourselves now we can help ourselves calm down and be like oh okay so I'm really stressed right now like what can I do to help myself and all that stuff another form of breath work that helps is alternate nostril breathing so this is when you're just going to cover one side of your nostril you're going to inhale with one of your nostrils and then you're going to switch your fingers to cover the other nostril and exhale And like EFT tapping, there's so many videos on this on YouTube too, if this is interesting to you. Same with just breath work in general. I had never done breath work or really tapped into the power of the breath until Hawaii. And I met this really cool guy named Nick and he did breath work every morning. He taught breath work classes. Breath work was something that he was really passionate about. And it was so cool to learn about. And even I did it one time with Kayla and Amar at the beach and we did Wim Hof. And so this was like some combination between fast paced breath work, holding our breath, and it is crazy. Like if you are ever feeling like down in the dumps and just like can't seem to like get out of like this rut, put on a 10 minute breath work and I, not going to promise, but it will most likely move you more towards where you want to go and where you want to be and how you want to feel it's crazy and you can like do such deep breathwork sessions where you are like releasing feelings and stored traumas that you didn't even know were there and just crazy stuff the breath is so powerful so that is like the last tool that I do I would say in my everyday life like I'm on the go I'm in I'm in the I'm at the grocery store and I'm like feeling activated like breathwork tapping and honestly also my notes app oh my god the notes app on my phone like I will die before someone reads it I mean I feel like I'm being pretty vulnerable on this podcast but notes app sees a lot and sometimes I'll just like write on that how I'm feeling and any way that I can just in the moment like move through what I'm feeling and like I said it doesn't need to be a big like hour session because like feeling session because sometimes we don't always have that time or we don't have that space and we're in public and it's harder to just like 
start stomping your feet. Um, so yeah, those are like little tricks and little tidbits that I have been implementing in my everyday life. And yeah, I hope that this episode gave you some sort of wisdom that you're feeling about your feelings. Right now in the podcast, I'm really just trying to touch on like a lot of topics that I'm super interested in and then shortly have guests on who are experts in the field, like my therapist and spiritual teachers and mentors to really share their expertise. And so yeah, right now I feel like I'm totally in my exploratory phase and really just sharing from a place of what feels right and what feels good and I hope that this from this you found something that is helpful and I want to end with a little quote so we're going to do another book pull from the book The Way Forward let's see what everybody needs to hear okay Ask yourself, in what areas of your life do you find yourself clinging to control? How would being more open to change affect your relationships? Is there an unchangeable situation that you are working on accepting? What can you currently do to love yourself better? In what ways have you been living intentionally recently? I love that. So we'll end with those questions. And those could be good questions to journal about write down go back and rewind that part of the episode so you can write them down and yeah just get curious with yourself and even if journaling is something that's hard for you like you can literally write that on the page like I don't want to do this right now this is hard for me and something I'll leave you with this one more thing I've been trying to do recently is you know the voice in my head is always telling me a bunch of bullshit and you know for so long I thought that was the truth and then recently I've been coming back to the practice of asking myself what do I want to do do I want to not record today do I want to sit in my room and be alone do I want to skip dinner do I want to go out like what do I want to do you know our mind is literally always telling us a story I heard like this thing and it was like meditation shows us that the mind is always telling us a story always it will never stop. I think it's part of being human is getting used to getting comfortable with the thoughts. We can never make them go away. Even in meditation, they'll never fully go away. You know, we can see them as clouds passing by. We can use all these visualizations that help for the moment. But in our day-to-day, if it helps you, like, my mind is loud a lot. And so, yeah, what I was saying, this came to my mind about journaling because it's like, you know, maybe that's actually not true that like you don't want to do that. Maybe that's just your mind telling you that because your mind's afraid and there's something that you've been avoiding talking about with yourself and being honest with about yourself. And so your mind's like, oh, I don't want to journal. And then reframe, what am I avoiding? Love the reframe. So I'm going to leave you with those questions. I'm going to leave you with that insight into what I've been doing in my life. And let me know what you think about this episode. I love feedback. I love hearing from you all who listen to it. It literally keeps me going and it gives me confidence. It gives me reassurance. And if you've made it this far, I love you so much. And please never forget that you are so capable of literally anything that you set your mind to and you are more than enough exactly as you are. 
I love you so much. I think I already said that, but it's true. I love you so much and I'm so proud of you. You're doing amazing. Bye. I'll talk to you in the next one.